Mm. Oh, I love it. I, and I like what you said in, in you're not, not necessarily an expert at anything, at, at all these different things, but you've become decent, I think is what you said. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And that's awesome because it really is. I mean, I love storytelling in, and I think it can be done in different ways. I mean, somebody like you can draw, you can tell a story by a drawing you've made. I'm an author. I can tell a story by something I've written. You know, musicians tell stories. Uh, it's just, it's awesome when you can, you know, with the kind of experience that you had, you know, to, to be able to, to be part of all these different things. Okay, now I'm curious, where did the name Slugger come from? Oh, man. Slugger is kind of a jab at me, to be completely honest. Um, I, I started Muay Thai a couple years ago. And for those who don't know, Muay Thai is a um, Thai boxing martial art um, that's fairly similar to, you know, Western kickboxing, but we also utilize knees and elbows as weapons. So it's a it's a pretty hardcore sport. Um, and I had a lot of anxiety going into it because I'm a fairly small female and I'm missing part of my right leg. Mm. So just kind of by default, whether I want this to be the case or not, you know, people people look at me and make assumptions based on the way my body is. Um, so right from the very beginning, I felt like I had something to prove and I hit hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've had many sparring sessions, um, especially with like people above my weight class that, you know, throw a little heavier and may not even realize it. Um, and I will, I will hit them just as hard as they hit me. And uh, and typically, what will happen is they're like, "Hey, calm down, slugger," you know. Like I, I'm just, I, I get in there and I'm, you know, I'm trying to to throw my punches, and sometimes I forget how hard how hard I'm hitting. So that's kind of that's kind of how people remind me, like, "Hey, we're we're just sparring. It's okay." <laughs> I love it. It's I, I don't know why I was thinking about. Uh, I was on a judo team when I was in college, and there was a. Oh, high really? This guy was about half my size. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm six three, and and he, you know, he whispers, "You're going down." He couldn't take me down. Everything he oh tried God. to do, he couldn't take me down. You know, and I'm just kind of laughing. He ended up breaking one of my toes because he was stomping on my foot. I don't know. It's like that makes no sense. You want me to go down? You want to flip me over? But you're stomping on my foot. That's not going right. to help. Bud, you know. Just... <laughs> All right, so where does so frustrated. The, where does the bionic kick come from? That that is a label I made for myself. Um, I I wanted a place online where I could keep all of my training videos, all of my photos, some you know personal writing reflecting on my my Muay Thai training. Um, and the easiest way for me to do that was to just start a new social media account that I could return to anytime I wanted. Um, didn't matter what device I was on, didn't matter where I was, I could just pull it up and and put something new on there. So um, I really just started the Bionic Kick Instagram account just to have, you know, my own personal diary. Nice. And I was just racking my brain like, what is the right set of words or phrase or whatever to really say like what my unique position in this sport is? Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason bionic kick sounded good um you know it mentions my leg and it mentions what i do so it just happened to kind of fall together 
nice that we can all and and let's remind people that if they want to follow you on Instagram, it's Bionic Kit. Bionic. Yeah. yeah, that's me. Let's um let's hit this whole thing with athletics uh, and doubt because you. I don't know if you use this exact word, but you said you had anxiety going into a lot of it. Yes, into this martial arts um, as an amputee because you're missing, like you said, part of your right leg. What what has helped you to get over that anxiety to have that confidence? Because I I take it you've been doing it for a couple of years now, a few years anyway. Yeah, I've done it for for a little while. Um, I think I'll, I think I'll be hitting my two year anniversary here soon, oh. um, which is pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I um, I have to kind of re- repeatedly pull myself back from you know this this cliff that I <laughs> that I seem to walk up mm-hmm. towards. Um, I uh, I have so many expectations of myself, and I think part of that is because I'm a small female and because I'm an amputee. Um, this sport you know you typically think of martial arts and it's like these large super fit mm-hmm. guys who've been doing it all their lives and that's just so not who I am so um I've, I've always put a lot of pressure on myself especially because I love it so much and and because it means so much to me um you know it's like I have to do good today I have to I have to be constantly better than my than who I was last week or yesterday whatever that is um, so something that has been really useful for me, especially doing something that, you know, was, was so scary is thinking back to who I was when I was younger and everything that I was afraid of, mm. um, and kind of like separating that part of myself. Okay. And, like if I look at my anxiety, like my younger self and everything that she thought she couldn't do and me today, like I'm her older sister and I, you know, I know we can get through this. I know what we're capable of. If I can kind of separate those things and have that almost conversation with Mm -hmm. my younger self and say, you know, I know it's scary, but you're not alone. I'm going to be with you the entire time. Oh, figure it out. That's kind of, that's kind of my go-to method for talking myself down. Um, and and yeah, I, I kind of learned that tactic a couple years ago when I started and I, and I still to this day, have to kind of get back in that mindset and and talk to myself like that so I can go to the gym. <laughs> so is that something is is that something similar to what you if you could talk to your younger self would you say something similar to that to Absolutely. Your- Absolutely. Yeah, I think um one one of the things that I've learned just in the past few years is that any any time we feel afraid or nervous or if we're you know think that we're bad at something or or we don't deserve something. It's typically, we learned those thoughts because of something that happened to us when we were young, whether it's like, you know, like a weird conversation with mom and dad, or somebody was mean to me on the playground. You know, when you're young, you, you don't forget those things. You don't forget mm. those feelings. And so we take them with us into adulthood. So when you're kind of trying to confront those things, which is something I try to do every day, um, kind of se- separating those, those parts of yourself and really acknowledging like, what is the root of, this feeling mm-hmm. um it's very very valuable and so yeah i would i wish i could go back and tell my younger self here's all the things you're gonna do here's all the things we're gonna you know <sighs> we're gonna do together it's gonna yeah. be really awesome i i would love to do that <laughs> you know that is so awesome i mean i think we all in a sense would like to do that you know to, like you just said encapsulated it 
you know, you can't imagine all the cool things you're going to be able to do. And yeah. it's like that you and me, you know, here's you, the younger one, but here's me, the older one who's experienced. And I just want you to know that that's, that's so awesome. Cause, but it's, what does it take to do that? Cause I'm sitting here trying to put myself in somebody else's position and saying, okay, they might, and I, I can relate, you know, to what you, what you're saying, how, how do you develop that mindset? What, how do you stay, because you've got to stay focused. You've got to uh, be able to pivot. I'm almost tired of that word because we've used that word so many times, <laughs> you know, in the last 18 months or whatever, but you've got to be able to stay focused so that you can tell yourself that, you know, and yourself will listen. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. And I wish I had an easy answer to, to how to make that work. Um, I think, you know, it's, it takes a lot of practice and mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's something that worked for me right away. Um, and you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Like it's hard to look at something within yourself that has protected you for so long. Like any, yeah. any fear, anxiety, you know, all of that stuff. It's really like our, our way of protecting ourselves from feeling hurt or, or, um, confused or embarrassed again so it's it does take a lot of strength to kind of like take a step back and and look at okay what am I trying to work through right now and am I in a place where I feel safe enough to really address it oh um yeah I mean it's it takes a lot of work to even get to that to that space of like am I ready to to really reflect on this right now and then I am I in a space where I'm comfortable enough to do this um but after a while it it gets easier and and it's worth it anyway because your life is just so much more open and limitless so yeah you yeah. get a point where you can take some risks yeah and if you fail at least you tried it you can try it again or you can move on to something else i love what you said though. i think this is so key is take a step back have enough mindset i guess um, enough awareness of what's going on to just simply say, I'm going to take a step backwards, you know, just just half a step, a full step, whatever it is. I'm going to take a step back so I can get perspective in a healthy way. Because uh, somebody, you know, in the audience might be saying, well, I'm talking to you. So, no, there's a healthy way. There's a crazy way. To do <laughs> and there's a we can do a little bit of both. It's fine. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Because I know there's people out there, whether it's um, – you know, doubts in athletics or in music or acting or uh, something else creative or even walking on a campus because people are so mean today. It's just, it's just, I was looking at something online today from a, a, this posting, this post that people do locally where I live. And, you know, the question was, why do kids have to be so mean to each other? Um, You know, and, and that's true. And it's, but yet, I don't think it's just kids. I think it's adults, too. You know, people are just mean, just crazy mean sometimes. What, um, okay, you've got all these different creative things going on, martial arts, um, and I can imagine that would be a little, uh, people would question that since you are smaller in stature. And, you know, it's, and some people say, well, you know, female couldn't, oh, that's kind of dumb, you know, because, I mean, we've all got gifts and talents and we can all surprise somebody else. But it, with all the different creative things you do, is there one that's at kind of at the top that you say, this is, you know, if I could only do one thing, 
this would be it. I I just thrive on this. Is there one one thing in your creative uh, clock of abilities? Oh man, I I would say I oscillate between Muay Thai and photography. Mm-hmm. Like if if you just pluck me out of my day at any point, it could be either one of those two. I typically do both, <laughs> like constantly. So I'm kind of fortunate that I have the time to do that. But yeah, for sure. Um, as far as you know, like martial arts, Muay Thai for me. Like I don't have, I don't get full control of the situation because it's it's me versus myself versus somebody else. Okay. So I have, you know, like that, and that's so cool and really fun in its own way. But what I love about photography um, is I do get to control the whole thing. Like I can, I can select my subject. I can, you know, have a conversation with them. We can work together. I can kind of pull parts of their personality that I think Mm -hmm. I should highlight in these images. You know, I can control wardrobe and lighting and like all of these different things to create the image that I want to create. So, you know, they're a little bit, they're a little bit different. Um, I don't think I would be who I am without either one of those two. Um, But I guess if you had to pick one, one that if I had to do one for the rest of my life and that's it, would probably be photography interesting it's kind of painful for me to say but <laughs> no no but you know I, I i like what you're saying because with muay thai and and the photography it seems to me there's a balance there because one is so much more physical but it's also emotional and it's also mental um any sport really you know whether you're playing tennis or you're playing or you're doing martial arts or, or whatever there there's a mental aspect to it but i have to compliment you on your photography i kind of got lost website and looking and I mean I shouldn't probably publicly say this but I said this to to you know one of our other hosts Katie because she was looking at some of the stuff too uh, and I said we have got to get Sam involved in some of the projects we're doing like when we do a TV shoot or whatever um, you know because you've got such an amazing eye I'm looking at the at the colors and the, just the way I mean I don't even know all the right terms so I don't want to <laughs> but you That's know okay. context um, the I, I I mean I'm I'm very impressed um, because there's so much depth. You can sit and look at some of those pictures, and I found from myself anyway. The longer I looked at them, the more I was seeing in texture and color and depth. And oh wait, I didn't see that last <laughs> thing. So anyway, I mean, uh, thank you. That is the best compliment ever. I appreciate that, and I would love to work with you guys. Just uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> about that because it, it you have the eye that that um as we're you know rolling out lots of different projects and and uh i just dropped something that i probably shouldn't have said publicly with uh we're committed now you know, I know for, <laughs> can't take it back <laughs> but it's like when we're on the set of and i'm not going to say it again because we do have <laughs> big stuff coming up you know that we're excited right. but no i think it'd be really fun because um you understand lighting you understand you know, uh, the costume, if you will have it, you understand the background. I mean, it's, that's a real gift. Is that something that have you always liked to do photography from the time you were younger? Did that, was that something that came on late? It kind of just happened. I mean, I was a, like I mentioned before, I was a theater student and I really Mm -hmm. wanted to get into film. Um, but film projects, even small film projects take at least two to three people to, to make work. Mm. And um, when I when I decided that I wanted to start creating stories and, and using digital uh, media as an art form, um, I just had myself. So I started out with 
self-portraiture. I did my makeup. I did my my hair. I put my costume together. I found the right lighting. Um, and I literally just took photos of myself. Um, and I just fell in love with the process um, after that. So, um, I mean, I still love film. I still love you know, working in the art department and and assisting other creatives. Um, and I still and I still do that. Um, but I think I kind of became a control freak and just really liked being able to have a say in every little aspect of a project. So I so photography kind of just became my my favorite thing. Um, and and I never would have gotten there had I not been through drawing and and costuming and theater and you know all of these different things um that amount to me being a jack of all trades um they all they all kind of work together really well um all those pieces photography how they all come together and it makes you stronger yeah i mean it it's i'm amazed at just how much uh, these life experiences you've had that you put together and you're using them. And I'm also amazed at, at you not being held back. Um, I'm thinking about people in our audience um, who uh, maybe they're facing some pretty tough life challenges, whether a disability, doubts, we keep coming back to that fear We've yeah. talked about that quite a bit. Um, not knowing where they belong, if they belong. Um, and a lot of people today, uh, especially younger people, it's like, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Do I even really matter? But if I can say this uh, respectfully, you have not let anything hold you back. And having part of your right leg gone, that with a lot of people that would have been, you know, I'm done. I'm, you know, and, and I mean, I've seen some of the pictures. In fact, I think there was a picture we put on social today on, on uh, the poster of you up in the air. Um, yeah. I mean, that was going, Oh my goodness, I'm going to be nice to her. <laughs> if she's going up that high, she's coming down. And, but seriously, um, what would you say to that person, male or female listening? How do we overcome that life challenge so we can thrive, I guess is a good word. That's another one of those tough questions that, you know, there's not a, an easy, beautifully wrapped up mm. sentence that can, you know, that I can say, um, it's a, it's a forever battle. I mean, I appreciate you saying that it seems like nothing's, nothing holds me back, but that's what you're seeing, right? Like we always see yeah. everyone's successes. Mm -hmm. Um, there's plenty of, of projects that I started and never finished. There's plenty of nights that I've stayed up wondering if I'm making the right decision. Am I investing my money in the right tools and the right projects? Um, you know, I've, I've made connections with people that I thought were going to amount to something really awesome that didn't. <laughs> um, there's, there's always tons of that happening in the yeah. background. Yeah. Um, and I think like something that I revisit often is the question of like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen if we just go through with this today, just today? Like we don't even need to look past, you know, the next 24 hours. What's the absolute worst that can happen? Um, prepare for that. Prepare for failure. Prepare for the absolute worst case scenario. And what will we take away from this 
even if we do fail, even if it is the worst outcome possibly imagine. And is it still worth moving forward? 90% of the time, the answer is yes. Like if I'm, if I'm gonna fly, uh, you know, across the country to meet somebody and photograph them and, and you know, we, it doesn't work out or they cancel on me or whatever, you know, like there's, there's so many moving parts, but like what, you know, worst case scenario, if all of my greatest fears come true, is it still gonna be good for me? Usually the answer is yes. So. Yeah, I think I think the the best way to ease anxiety and and to push past fears and doubts um, is to prepare for the worst, and then you have a plan. If the worst case scenario does happen, and most of the time it won't, you'll you'll come out with something really awesome either way. And uh, yeah, you just practice that every single time. <laughs> Attitude is huge, you know. I, Absolutely. I'm hearing that underlying principle here as I'm listening to you talk. It's an attitude. It's an attitude that says, I'm willing to risk if I fail, okay, uh, if I have to change something up a little bit, but it keeps us moving forward rather than holding us back. And I guess I had another one here, not listening to the doomsayers, um, you know, who say, oh, you could never do this, you could, you know. Um, I mean, I had a, a, a freshman, when I was a freshman in college, I had a speech class I had to take, and my professor asked me to stay after class one day, and she said, look, Mr. Russo, I don't know how to say this to you, but there's one thing I want to encourage you, don't ever do. Don't ever become a public speaker or do broadcasting or anything. She goes, you're terrible, you mumble, and I would like to find her today. I don't even remember <laughs> to cut her out of my right? mind. Um, but it wasn't long after that I started doing motivational speaking and television and radio and things like this, you know, and, and uh, I won't digress any further on that, but it, it was, I could have not been where I am today had I listened to her telling me that, which was so wrong. I mean, to say that to a student. Yeah. Do you feel like it motivated you more to have somebody plant that seed of doubt in your head and now you're like, oh, oh, that's what you think? I'm going to yeah, prove yeah. you wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm a strong, you know, red-blooded Italian male. <laughs> That's what it was. I think it was almost like like a Rocky mentality. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm going to prove you wrong. I, and I think, yeah. you know, it's it's um, that's interesting. You're the first person that's asked me that. But, you know, that's true. That's really true because I was bound to determine at that point, okay, lady, you think that's, you know, and I, like I said, I'd love to find her sometime, but she probably wouldn't even remember the comment. But that comment probably did more to push me forward than, you know, other comments. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, and we can't listen to those, to those people who, for whatever reason, want to trash talk us or say, you can't do this. And I know the more somebody does tell me I can't do this, the more I, and it's interesting because you're, you're absolutely right. I had not put that piece together but um, as I've gone on in life, I've had that attitude. It's like, okay, you, you tell me I can't do it? Really? Okay, let's see. Right. I'll show you what I can do. I think, like, the the types of comments that get me even, even more than the, the standard, you know, you can't do this, um, you know, the very typical, like, bullying types of comments that you would initially think of are the ones that are, like, fake nice, where... Like when I when I go into Muay Thai class and somebody's like, "Wow, it's really brave of you for trying this." That's like really cool. 
you know, it's, it's like backhanded, right? And it, it's almost more aggravating to me because I'm like, you're being nice on paper, but I know what the tone of this statement is. And that makes, that's what gets me so fired up. Because the people who are like, oh, you can't do this. I'm like, whatever, you don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I love But the, but the people it. who are like, oh, it's like really cute that you're giving this you know your best shot or whatever i'm like oh that's what you think i'm doing you think it's cute that i'm trying like dude let's let's put our gloves on and i'll show you you know i love it i love it absolutely <laughs> no that is so cool and, and and what a great principle for all of us to hang on to is you know because bullying comes in different forms often backdoor you know like the, the fake compliment kind of a thing you know and and kind of that jab, you know, and then slugger appears, you know. <laughs> and, and yes. I, I really like what you're saying because I, I think we all need to develop more of that attitude. It's get rid of the defeatism and just realize where that comment is coming from, whether it's on social or whether it's to your face. Uh, and unfortunately, we get a lot more, I think, on social because people can be anonymous, you know, yeah. say things. And you've got to have that, I, I can't think of the term, if you have one, a filter of some sort where this stuff comes at you and you filter it and then push it out. You know, just that a personal yeah. filter, I don't know, that's not, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't resonate, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely never forget. Like, I, I wouldn't even say that I'm filtering it out by any means. I just don't respond right away. Mm. Um, and I don't necessarily respond with words. I think like, I love what you're saying about, you know, we we all need to have this attitude that like, things that people say don't necessarily mean anything about me. Yeah. But I think that, that like, what receiving this kind of behavior has taught me more than anything is that I need to really be cognizant of what I'm saying to other people. Oh. You know, like, how do I not behave like this person who just... You gave me a backhanded compliment. How can I make sure? Because for most of these people, they think they're genuinely giving me a compliment. They think they're genuinely being really nice. But I can hear, you know, the, the tone underneath what they're saying. And that's what's really frustrating. So I kind of, I just take that as a lesson of like, how can I make sure that I'm wording things properly? And how can I make sure that I'm actually saying what I mean to say to other people? Just to make sure that I'm not being that you know unintentional well, as well right like if we yeah. if we kind of all bring it back to what can i do to control myself and make sure that i'm the best person i can be like you know there's only so much you can do as far as you know brushing off rude things people say but how can you make sure that you're not also unintentionally bullying somebody else or making somebody else feel well said you know well said. That's huge. I mean, that really, that, that encapsulates everything we've been talking about. That is so huge in being the best person we can. And are we going to react instead of responding? And what's the response going to be? Right. And like you mentioned earlier, taking that step back. And I think when we get these backhanded compliments, uh, taking a step back, pressing the pause button, and just saying, okay, what is the best response rather than reaction? How can I respond? Or do I even need to respond? Maybe exactly. this thing walk away. <laughs> right. Maybe it's it's that simple. Oh, great, great convo. I appreciate you taking time to be with us.
we're going to have to get you on the schedule again because I yes, think there's so much that. more we can talk about. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've got, I've just got this list, this plethora of questions that I want to ask you. So I'll have to try to remember to write them down and then we can talk about them another time. But uh, once again, if people want to follow you on social, where do they go? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle Bionic Kick. Okay. That's bionic like a robot and kick like kicking. Um, <laughs> and then I also, you know, any, anybody who wants to talk portraiture or creative projects, my website is samanthatokita.com. And that's also in my bio on Instagram as well. Excellent. Okay. samanthatokita.com and at bionic kick. That's me. Great. Hey, thanks. We appreciate you taking time and we'll look forward to having you on again. Yeah, I love your creative genius. And um, that's what we tell our interns. In fact, one of our current, in fact, he's just finishing is the one who connected us to you. And uh, we always love telling them, look, we want you to take your creative genius and use it, you know, um, and have somebody like you too, that, that you're doing this as a business. And, you know, I, th I think it would be exciting to see some of the things we get together. But thank you. Stay in touch with us. Let us know things you're doing. Uh, maybe in between when we have you next time, we can let people know, uh, you know, about them. And we want to encourage those of you that have caught the show today to get involved. Follow Sam. Uh, if you've got projects, I mean, connect with her. See what you guys can do. Work on some stuff. That's just the whole thing. So anyway, thanks. Have a great uh, rest of the week. And we'll talk thanks to you. Thanks so much. Thanks for being with us. This is You Talk Radio. 